Hello there! It's the spookiest Friday of the year! <laughs> Which means it's time once again for the best movie podcast ever. The only movie podcast to offer objective and hyperbole-free discussion of every movie in the known universe. I am your host, the podcaster with no name, Conrad. And with me as always, he has the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. It's Anthony James. How are you, Conrad? I can't. You've done that several times with this recording session and i can't tell if you are doing a send-up of the monster mash <laughs> that's what i'm doing bit. that's exactly okay, what i'm just doing just want to yeah. make sure yeah the- <laughs> one night. yeah sure okay. i don't know the words <laughs> we're all in on the joke now the only words i know are he did the mash it was the monster mash uh and i think yeah. there's a something about a graveyard smash in there as well but yeah i think yeah, there is something about a graveyard smash yeah <laughs> we're doing <laughs> we're doing there isn't no, there is a graveyard in the movie that we're going to talk about. Actually, there is a very, a very prominently featured gravestone. Yes. In fact, um, we're talking about that there, John Carpenter movie. You know it. We know it. We're here to talk about it. It's Halloween. It's Halloween, Wee. and it's it's gonna. This is Halloween, um, and that's the movie that we're <laughs> going is. to talk yeah. about. <laughs> Um, it's one of my favourite movies. I'm not going to lie. I'm already leading off with it, Anthony. I suspect we've had. We've had hints from you, Anthony, prior mm-hmm. to this about your standing on this movie, and I uh, I can't wait to get into it because I think there might be friction. There could be friction on this episode. <laughs> it could be it could be dicey, <laughs> yes, and, and, and undiplomatic. Um, so I say, without further ado, let's talk about some gosh darn movies. We will do that in a second. Uh, I just want to say, guys, how don't judge. How dare you? How dare you? Don't don't judge me for the, this episode. I'm leaving my in. Uh, my in my brain at the door okay i'm just gonna go full fully on emotion and experience for this one my, okay do, do not judge me too harshly let's do it movies we're at the end of the spooky season you've made it through you've made it through the wilderness um and we're here at the halloween episode of uh, of the best movie podcast ever um do you have any uh, this is going to be another peek behind the curtain, listeners. We're recording this a little bit in advance, so Anthony yeah. might not have an answer to this, and I don't want you to judge him too harshly if he doesn't, because I don't know the answer to this question. Mm-hmm. Do you have any plans for Halloween? Uh, yes, uh, every year. Well, we haven't had one for the last year or two, I think, because of the old uh, Big Bad Coverino. But what I'm going to be doing uh, this uh, this next week, I think it's the th- probably the weekend of Halloween, I think, 30th or 31st, we'll be doing our weekly Halloween party. Uh, and that involves uh, all the kids from all of the different families within my my, my connection coming together. And uh, Duncan for Apples, don't know how much that'll be happening because oh. of the old Coverino. But we'll be doing lots of fun games. You know, pit, you pit could dunk pin. for Apples if the, the barrel is full of alcohol gel rather than water that's, that is true actually yes or just 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 pretend there's water there just just, sure. just, just a pile dunk of for apples. apples yeah just dunk for apples in the, in the fruit bowl uh uh so we'll be doing that sort of thing we'll probably pin, pin the water on the witch i don't know i just made that off the top of my head probably that but it's Sounds always great. good fun yeah well i love i love a good family halloween party what about you conrad 
Um, I'm going to a friend. I, I'm moving city literally the next week, so I'm going mm-hmm. to uh, a party with all, with all my friends over here, and uh, it's a BoJack Horseman slash Disney themed party. So I'm going <laughs> as uh, I know it's a it's a bizarre theming. Um, so I'm going as Mr. Cuddly Whiskers from BoJack Horseman, who is a, <laughs> who is like a, a guru hamster man. Which yeah. I've seen BoJack Horseman. I, I like that show. I'm going to be honest with I, you. I've tried to tell my partner. My partner doesn't know what she's going as. I keep telling her to go as the spider lady who's always t- talking in very sexually explicit terms with Mr. Cuddly Whiskers. She refuses <laughs> to do it. So we're going to be completely mismatched, uh, which is a, a, a cardinal sin in the, well, the couple's Halloween costume uh, department. Well, that's that's fine. You don't have to go as a couple. But I will say, Disney is a wide range of costumes these days. Like, you go, let's, let's see, Old Yeller is one. You could go, uh, <laughs> you, 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 you go as Buzz Lightyear. Is that Lightyear. pre- or post-shooting of the Old Yeller? For the Halloween oh, costume, it's Old it Yeller is, with a bullet hole in yeah, the back of its head. It is, yeah, it is. It, oh, no, you, you're, yeah, no, you'll just go as the guy with the gun. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> old Yeller. The, but there's plenty the worst you could monster. Do. There's so much you could do uh, with how, with uh, Disney theme these days. Like, is it, is is it specifically Disney like animation studios? Like, you know, Disney they is such a specify. huge thing. You know, yeah. I mean, you could go as like Han Solo and be like, well, it's Disney, I guess. <laughs> like, Walt, it's Disney. All... Walt Disney. Oh, I'll go as Walt <laughs> Disney. Yeah, he was he was a nightmare person. I'll yeah, go as I'll exactly go as notorious anti semite. <laughs> yeah, frozen in in carbonite, I think. Oh, I hope not. He, if anyone was going to be, it would be him though. Just his, his head frozen in the jar, like Richard Nixon in Future Armor. Right. Let me just say this before you go on. Um, the fr- the freezing of Walt Disney. Let me put a pin in this. Now, I want to know the science behind this because I have to argue this with uh, pupils at work all the time. For some reason, they just cannot accept that Walt Disney is not frozen, or, or like, or that he, <laughs> he that he won't come back to life one day. Uh, and I will mm. say about this: someone answer this question. Surely, if they come up with a way of freezing human beings, right? then they must have to inject them with something to make it so that they can be brought back. I mean, if you just put yourself in a freezer in 1940, you're not coming back. Can we all say that? Can we all say it? You're not coming back. You have to probably have the process <laughs> developed before you actually freeze. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I've seen the movie Austin Powers, and uh, the, the, the science in that movie clearly proves your, th- your theory wrong, to be honest. He comes back... I don't think he's injected anything. He has something extracted from him by yeah. needle in the second one. His famously mojo. his mojo yeah. uh, <laughs> goes uh, goes missing. Um, but yeah, there was nothing involved in that. It was just pop him in the freezer, out he comes. In I suppose years you're time. right there actually. So the, according to the documentary Austin Powers and the Spy Who Shagged Me, uh, that is true. So yeah, do you know sorry. something very depressing? <laughs> well, we'll get into the movie in a second, listeners. All right, just settle <coughs> down. Okay. It's Halloween. We're um, having fun. I heard. Uh, I haven't actually done the maths on this, so don't don't fact check me, please. But someone said to me the other day that if Austin Powers was released today, he would be cryogenically frozen in like 1996, which is which is just the most upsetting thing I've ever heard. Uh, that is strange. When you start thinking think about things like that, it is very yeah. strange. Like what what the hell? It was only two days ago, I think, that we were talking about. It's the day that Marty McFly went forward in the future too. And now we're sitting yeah. here like six years later. What happened to that time? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it is depressing. It is depressing. <laughs> time, st- time stops for no man uh, is, is, is what I'm finding as my body atrophies to dust. Um, I, tell, I tell you what we're going to do though. We're going to go back in time now yep. uh, to when the English-speaking world 
didn't really know what slasher movies were. Psycho had kind of set the table in 60... Ooh, I can't remember when Psycho 60. came out. 60-something. Um, yeah. Psycho had set the table. Then you had Black Christmas 61. in 1974. It might have been... I think it was early 60s for Psycho. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock, very, very famous. Uh, it, it, that kind of started the idea of a slasher movie then you have black christmas in 1974 which was a canadian horror movie that picked up some ideas from the italian giallo horror uh subgenre which i'm a massive fan of but friday the 13th when this movie that we're going to talk about came out friday the 13th and the dawn of the like 80s smash hit horror series was still two years away that came out in 1980 the bridge to that was john carpenter's halloween and that's what we're here to talk about um and I'm just going to lead off here and say this is one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and I think there's going to be some arguments in this next in this <laughs> in this next in this next section. <laughs> so let's just dive right into it. Anthony, this is the second time you've seen Halloween, is that right? Second time I watched it last year uh, for the first time, I believe. Um, I actually I can't remember if you recommended it. I'm sure you recommended it to me, but I remember I, I remember wanting to watch some more of the older. Uh, horrors i probably made a mistake on my second choice so i went halloween first which to be honest with you you know I, I, it is it is it is what it is but i oh, uh <laughs> i then i then w- went and watched a much more superior film uh children oh. of the corn uh, uh that is outra- <laughs> outrageous that what he's just said there ladies and gentlemen that is that is a, uh, that would have you cast out of my house if that was said, <laughs> that was said within within my home. Um, um, so, Children of the Corn, um, <laughs> you know the performance of that little main main fella, uh, unbelievable. But um, they, that actually that that quenched my thirst in terms of classic horror. To be honest with you, and I, didn't, I didn't watch it anymore. Children of the Corn came out in like 1992. <laughs> it's not even classic. I think we were just talking about awesome powers being frozen in '96. Come That's on, true. It's Fair point. It's all relative. It's all relative. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so for those of you who don't know, I'm just going to go down. The, I'm going to run down the list here. So Halloween, 1978, is directed by John Carpenter, written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. John Carpenter got paid ten grand for doing this. There was like no budget for this at all. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, the the um, producer who I can never remember his name, but he came to John Carpenter and was like, "We want to make a movie kind of about like." It's like Black Christmas. It's about a bunch of like babysitters getting murdered. And John Carpenter and his girlfriend at the time, Deborah Hill, wrote this. John Carpenter did the score. There was like no money going around. So it's starring uh, Donald Pleasance, who's great as Dr. Harold Loomis. He was the highest paid actor on this. Any any guesses as to how much he got paid for this movie? I think I, I, I cheated for this one. I think I actually did read that he got paid like 20 20 grand or 25 yeah, grand it, yeah it was 20 grand he was the highest paid actor on the movie they wanted they were asking peter cushing and christopher lee whether they wanted to do it and both of them were like i'm not doing this for 20 grand <laughs> like, although apparently christopher christopher lee regrets it now yeah well i'm sure he does um i mean he got his in the end you know he, he did his he did his hammer horror dracula stuff and then he became saruman the white and it yeah. and all was forgiven um jamie lee curtis this was i think her debut role and she got paid like five grand for this debut film role i think she was in a tv series yeah. before yeah. this yeah um but it was you know a, a very very young inexperienced cast uh a lot of, a lot of like fresh ideas coming to this and essentially mm-hmm. it tells the story i mean right off the bat we get the the point of view shot of um, Michael Myers as as what is revealed to be a young boy uh, as he stalks his sister and her boyfriend who um, are engaged in some hanky panky. I don't know. Now I'm going to ask you this: do, do you think in that opening scene 
that they have the quickest sexual experience that anyone has ever had because they're sort of kissing on the sofa and then they're like do you want to go upstairs and they're like oh yeah and then they, they walk upstairs and the boyfriend comes downstairs literally like 15 seconds later. <laughs> it's unbelievable how fast they're done uh yeah well uh, are they do you think they are definitely done or well i mean the boyfriend's leaving and like in these kind of movies why well the boyfriend's not going to leave until he until he you know gets his rocks off well yeah okay well then that makes me judge that man uh tremendously i will say uh yeah uh, you know he the, the kid should should have killed him on the way out but i i think yeah. uh i don't know that is weird actually now that you say that i didn't know i didn't notice that that wasn't one of the critiques it always the it always bothers me in this i'm just like what has gone on there like they go upstairs <laughs> do a bit of kissing and then he's just like see ya and and walks back downstairs like 15 <laughs> seconds later unrealistic um but so we get the, the point of view shot which is a very very like it was done in movies before this. It, it, I believe mm. it was done in Psycho. It's been a while since I've watched Psycho, but I think the I think the Janet Lee uh, murder is um, is is done uh, from the point of view of Norman Bates at various points. Um, interesting fact: Janet Lee is Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. We'll get into that a bit later. Mm. So um, Michael Myers murders his sister, has the mask taken off, revealed to be a little kid. There's your killer. How did you find the intro? this second time around i think i remember you saying you found it a bit like slow the first time i watched it yeah i was like I, to be honest i was i was all over the place because like, I, I knew michael myers was the bad guy before watching the film yeah. and and whenever it was revealed that this was this kid was michael i was like hang on what the fuck's going on like I, 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 yeah it's like a goonies kind of thing <laughs> yeah like it what why is he evil like why is michael he just myers is. evil yeah he, he just, just is. is yeah he's, he's yeah. just a he's just a force of evil like he maybe he's supernatural maybe he's not he's just a a bloody awful man is what he is <laughs> he's just an awful, awful boy. he's just an awful man i i i uh, I, I didn't mind like I, the second time around i didn't like there was nothing of note uh that i didn't like i like the point of view shot i like how it's through the mask i like that idea um i think they actually as well were like toying with the idea instead of go like it was either going to be like the sort of is it a william shatner mask uh it is a or, william shatner mask yeah yeah william shatner mask or a clown mask they were going to go for either of the two and then i like the idea that isn't he a clown as a child so they went with that yeah. for the child yeah yeah he's so, dressed as a clown uh yes, when he, so when he makes sense. his sister i don't yeah i don't know why he's murdering his sister um i, I imagine that it there's something seedy going on uh you know obviously something evil i think he, too, but uh, well I, I, I think he he she's having sex rather than um looking after him which i think is enough with, with michael myers it's not really he doesn't really have motivations he's just this sort of elemental force of evil who mm. just kills everything in his path um i, I think I, I will say for this movie because because i i watched this movie when i was quite young and i i had like um almost like a a notoriety built up around it because my dad like told me about this scene where you can hear the blue blue oyster cults don't fear the reaper playing and and like i had this idea in my head of what halloween was before i saw it and i i loved it but i think that i i of all, all joking aside this is a very slow movie and i totally get why anyone who's kind of used to the more e- even later in the 80s uh the, the more like kind of faster paced more i guess action-packed horror that we would eventually get i think this is a movie that it's definitely still has some qualities to it Mm. that that i love but i think it has to be judged in the context of when it was made to some extent oh definitely and i and i think and i think that 
maybe because as well i've seen i've seen like trailers and stuff for newer ones that i haven't actually mm. seen the films but i i see i've seen what they've done in a way with the newer versions of halloween that when mm. we went all the way back to this one like don't get me wrong i understand the the importance of it in terms of building tension and stuff and i and I, it does feel to me like like a sort of a, a, a watershed moment for this sort of thing but i just i i just i knew it was going to happen and i felt that <laughs> yeah. and i felt that it just the characters made stupid fucking choices like it, I, is this it's it's almost like it was an argument for you know virgins are supreme you know the only way to beat <laughs> the only way to beat to beat michael myers is to not be you know uh preoccupied with trying to have sex with someone I mean that is true. That that will distract <laughs> yeah. you. Although interestingly, like John Carpenter's actually come out and been like, no, it's not supposed to be punishing the sexually active. He's just depicting like what he thinks they get up to. Um, <laughs> what he thinks. But, I mean, he is, uh, but, he's admitting but, to himself that he's not sexually active. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like that. Well, I mean, that's probably why him and Deborah Hill eventually split up. Clearly, <laughs> um, it's only fifteen but, seconds. Like that's why. <laughs> listen, it's enough for some people. Clearly, <laughs> that was. Imagine if that's what he wrote when he was writing the scripts, like he and Deborah Hill wrote this together and he was writing down. So they go up and have sex and he comes down 15 seconds later. You see Deborah Hill in the corner of the room, just shaking her head. Just like, I can't, I can't stay with this man. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 That, that was he the doesn't scene, understand. So. He doesn't understand sexual gratification of a woman in the slightest. <laughs> but, um, okay. It's, I mean, so he, he has disputed that, but at the same time, it's undeniable that the person in this movie, admittedly only three people die in this movie. Well, that's not true. Uh, three people in like the main killing spree die in this movie. Yeah. But the one who doesn't die, uh, or the adult who doesn't die, is the one who is kind of the virginal one who is kind of not sexually repressed because she says she's interested in in uh, in a boy, um, Ben Wyatt. No, it's not Ben Wyatt. It's Ben Ben Tramer. That's who she says she's yeah. interested in. Um, but uh, but she she is more pure, I guess, than the others. Um, so we see Michael Myers escape. You get mm-hmm. uh, a brilliant Harold Loomis, I guess, monologue where he's talking to the nurse when they go to pick up Michael Myers, um, and and he just Donald Pleasance just has the best fucking voice. He's just some of the things he says in this movie they don't sound. He just he, he doesn't read lines like anyone else reads lines. He he has the weirdest intonation ever. But Michael Myers <laughs> escapes and heads back to uh, to Illinois where he will um, try to return home, which he does eventually, and uh, unfortunately leads him into the path of Laurie Strode, who goes and knocks on the door of his home to to prove that, that there's no curse on it and uh, and draws his attention. Uh, so the, the one thing I wanted to... I, well, the first thing I wanted to get your impression of in terms of the Illinois uh, section of this, this movie is... Mm-hmm. Um, D- Dean Cundy is the director of photography for this movie and for the second one um, and I love the way he shoots the kind of autumnal Illinois um, I think the the photography in this music in this movie is really beautiful did, did it did it work for you or did, did that kind of mesh into the whole it feeling a bit underwhelming and boring <laughs> Well, I, I think that this film wasn't actually filmed in or, the autumn, so they they did a good. To be honest with you, they no, did I a good. Think it was. <laughs> they did a good job of making it seem autumnal, even if it wasn't. 
Um, I think like like all the trees were green. Uh, but 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 apart yeah. from that, it it did it did like I like I I was a it was a as I said I liked the the point of view shot. I think it was a well considered film. I I I I didn't dis dis uh, I wasn't disinterested in the actual visual of the film. Um, as well as that, like there's a couple of nice shots, like sort of when it's very dark and across the road to the houses and stuff. I thought they were mm. they were able to portray quite a lot with very little lighting. We'll say um, yeah. sometimes, and I. I I didn't dislike that aspect of the film. I I didn't I, I didn't hate this film. I didn't I like I didn't hate this film. And I think <laughs> Listen, and I, yeah, and I, I think a, and I think going into it the second time, um, yeah. I think the second time knowing how slow a burn it was, it it allowed me to sort of enjoy it a little bit more maybe mm-hmm. uh, than I would have than I would have last year when I watched it the first time. Having said that though, yeah, I th- I think the, the actual the actual um, the, the actual uh, cinematography of it was was good. Uh, but I also I also liked the. Uh, like the actual shot composition and stuff. So like, I like the the you know the moment at the start where they're walking up to the hedges and yeah, and like and it's not revealing what's out. yeah yeah exactly and it's sort of not revealing much. And then whenever uh, she finally walks up and, and there's nothing there on the other side, I thought that scene was really well done uh, in the, in mm. terms of the way that the camera was set up and stuff. So there is a lot to be said for the way this film shot. Um, but yeah, I think the I think the moment where or the sequence where um, Laurie's friend uh, Annie who is babysitting a little girl where she, I think she gets like butter all over herself or something. And she has to go like change, uh, wash her shirt, which for a start is incredibly wasteful. The fact that she's like, Oh, I'm just going to go put a load of laundry on for this one shirt that needs cleaning rather than just being like, I'll pop this shirt on and just wear dirty clothes until, you know, midnight when I can go home. But, um, she's like making her way around this little laundry outhouse that the, the, the family she's, she's, uh, looking after the kid for, uh, own and you see like Michael Myers in in like the windows and and mm-hmm. stuff and he's just stalking her really slowly. I I I love that stuff. Did okay. So this mm-hmm. is the big question mm-hmm. for you then. That stuff when I was a kid, that stuff really creeped me out. The idea that Michael Myers is always there and always coming for you. Did you find this like scary at all? No, I didn't. I, I, not, okay. not not at all. Um, in fact, there were like there were moments where I laughed. Uh, at certain parts, yeah. was I was I was I supposed to laugh whenever he was wearing a sheet with the glasses of that guy? Is that oh, that bit funny? is definitely a joke. That's a great joke. That bit. <laughs> yeah. So like, so <laughs> when you get to the you get to the middle section of this movie, and Michael Myers has like basically been stalking Laurie and her babysitter friends, and it's set up. Laurie is in one house babysitting <laughs> a young boy. Uh, her friend Annie is in another house babysitting a young girl, and their other friend Linda uh, will turn up later to have sex with her boyfriend Tom after Annie has been killed uh, going over to get meet her boyfriend so Annie <laughs> is strangled and then has her throat slit in the car uh, and then Linda turns up and has sex with her boyfriend uh, boyfriend gets stabbed downstairs in a scene that is still pretty jumpy I think when he reveals himself in the in the dark kitchen and strangles I, him and then stabs him I don't I don't understand the decision I, I'm gonna be honest with you I don't understand the decision to have him being held up straight against the wall with a knife in the stomach that that was a re- that was a real like took me out of it moment like yeah. where well you just gets... don't think the knife would hold him well even if it did hold him he would slump over like it's not a, mm. a, the wall isn't sloped like an angle down backwards like it was, it's a vertical wall you stab someone in the, in the in the in the stomach into the wall their, their shoulders and head are going to flop forward 
Yeah, I suppose I, I haven't actually looked at the how they did the practical effect for that, but I wonder if he is literally pinned up by his shoulders or something. He to, might uh, be actually strapped to the wall, and it yeah. and it just it like it to me. I was like looking at it thinking. Uh, I, I wouldn't be happy with that. If I was the director, I wouldn't be happy with the way that looks. It it, it just looked a little bit too, I don't know, like... All right, it's not, pass, it's not passing muster. Not passing the Anthony Muster, muster for practical effects. No, Which is, I mean, it's one. fair. Yeah. It is fair. It's, it's not, I mean, it does for me. I think at that time it looked great. But again, you know, I think the argument that, oh, you have to judge this in the time it was made only gets you so far. Because if you don't enjoy the movie, then, then you know, it's it's it, it's it's like judging it in the context of when it's made doesn't help you that much. Just stab um, in the chest. If it's stabbed in the chest, like a little half a foot up, and it yeah. would have made physical sense to me. Like I just yeah. didn't understand. Well, they had to know. get it. Un- they had to get it under the arm. <laughs> like, that's the, that was almost certainly. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I, 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 I <laughs> it, it, but it, it, it's weird, you know, because like him being pinned up against the wall is more realistic than last week with Hereditary with someone on the roof upside down banging their head against the roof. <laughs> yeah, but, they but I believed Hereditary that. more. I believed yeah. Hereditary more. <laughs> yeah, I mean that the you know the physics of witches and demons are are far more inconsistent. So we just allow them. <laughs> to do whatever the fuck they want um okay so yeah michael myers kills tommy and then uh, it is a brilliant joke i don't care what anyone says if you don't laugh at that scene <laughs> you're not a human when michael myers turns up with a sheet on his, over his head and tommy's glasses while uh, linda talks on the phone it's just amazing it like it still makes me laugh to this day i don't get and, it what's he doing like it i don't funny. it doesn't make any wrong. sense it makes yeah. no sense why michael myers is like i know what's gonna work here <laughs> like I'm why, like, why I'm would he not just scared. walk in and kill her like at the yeah. same time at the same time like you know I, i'm happy for the joke it, it was funny it was funny yeah i, I was just like what well, this is all it's almost like uh it's 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 halloween a proper serious scary film and scary movie for two minutes of it you know yeah it's like it's like why wasn't charlie sheen there you know <laughs> yeah leslie nielsen turns up briefly as president <laughs> yeah that would have been good he, could, he was around in 1978 that would have made yeah. this a better movie uh so yeah linda linda eats it while laurie listens to her um being strangled uh, on the phone and assumes it's her making a joke and calling her while she's in the middle of having sex which to yeah. be fair you know sounded like it it sounded like it she wasn't making very convincing death mm-hmm. noises um and and then we're into the the end game so to speak mm. and this is where i wanted to talk to you about so do you know the concept of the final girl have you ever heard of this concept uh no but i can guess what it is should i okay. guess yeah go on guess <laughs> let's see how close to it you get so the idea is what it's like the the final girl in the horror is like the is is the one who it, I don't know how to like make this more detailed than than literally just saying that but I imagine it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you basically got it to be fair it's so, so, yeah and and they, they, I think that the final girl is usually the most pure in inverted commas um, yeah I mean that that kind of became that kind of became mm. the case as as uh Friday the Thirteenth and stuff took the, what Halloween did and ran with it but yeah so your your final girl is yeah literally it's almost always a woman um that was the trope that was established by mm-hmm. or the trend that was established by halloween and after everyone's been killed it comes down to the the girl and the killer and the girl runs around normally discovers the bodies of everyone that's been killed there's a couple of jump scares i mentioned it last week in the in the mm-hmm. hereditary episode uh and then there's some physical altercations and normally the girl gets away uh although not before okay. a couple of final scares 
Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, the, one of the one of the most interesting little facts about this is that Janet Lee, uh, who is the woman murdered in the shower mm-hmm. in Psycho, is Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. And although mm-hmm. Janet Lee is not a final girl because she dies in the first half an hour of Psycho. Spoilers for those yeah. of you who haven't seen Psycho, though. I don't know how anyone could possibly not be aware that Janet Lee dies in in Psycho. <laughs> um, and Jamie Lee Curtis is kind of your proto final girl. She she is mm-hmm. uh, the one who set the trend for this. And I think I, th- I think. I think she's still a really good final girl. Um, how how did you find Jamie Lee Curtis in this? Because I know some people are a bit iffy on her. Um, my first ever um, sort of film, my first exposure to Jamie Lee Curtis was in the film True Lies. And could you okay. ever see a better uh, introduction to any character than through that film? Because that, that's that a solid was... a solid introduction to Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. I mean that film. I, I actually have a really special place in my heart for that film. I like it. Um, and uh, so this is the first time I saw her as like a young woman in something. Mm. Um, it's she was okay. Like she, I, I thought she, I thought she was good. I. I I did. I I thought she was fine. I, I, it, it interests me to hear that people are questioning her performance in a way, or saying that she wasn't a good final girl, if that's the way you say it. I I I think I I wouldn't have questioned her performance whatsoever. I think she did a good job, and I and I yeah. think that she played her part as well as she could have. Yeah, I I think that's right, and I I think the the thing that people, t- at least the people I have heard question um, about her is. Um, how much how all action she is which is ridiculous i think because i I think what they actually mean is normally you'll get like the final girl running around often through the rain often wearing a white t-shirt if uh, the friday the 13th movies are to be uh, taken as canon for this but um in her case there's a little bit less of that which i actually like and i also think she's incredibly competent uh which i always love uh for for a final girl she uh kills essentially michael myers twice once by stabbing him in the in the neck with a knitting needle and then once by stabbing him in the chest um which you know as as far as as far as horror movies go if you manage to get i know she's not the one who ultimately sort of puts michael myers down at the end of this movie (laughs) which i think a few people have have a slight issue with but the fact that she manages to put him down temporarily twice with wounds that would kill a normal person is pretty good going i think well, everything you've just said, I think you're exactly right. It is good go, and I and I thought she did well to do that. But I will say, everything you've just explained to me makes me think that those people who question Jamie Lee Curtis's character in this film are just those idiots who talk about Mary Sue's. Oh, almost certainly, almost certainly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, almost. The, yeah. The the, 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 I, the Mary Sue is one of those expressions that I just wish didn't exist because no one seems anyone who uses it as a criticism doesn't seem to know what it actually means. Um, yeah. So no, the no, idea no. the idea is that this 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 guy who killed someone as a child and then was in mental institutions and, and, and jail his whole life, couldn't be stabbed by a woman? Why not? Yeah. Uh, so she, Laurie Strode she, is such a Mary Sue, all right? Yeah. How would she know to stab him in the neck with a knitting needle? I don't know. How sense. does she have that knowledge? She, you know, she, this is a woman in the <laughs> yeah. 70s. We need she to see her training to stab yeah. a man in the neck. She um, was supposed to be in typewriter class. Why does she know about science? Yeah. Uh, un- unbelievable unbelievable okay we've got to talk about it there's an elephant in this room anthony and i think you know what it is how did you feel about the undertaker sit-up in this movie <laughs> well this is this is where the undertaker got it from yeah it's like, where he stole it from undertaker and kane yeah, yeah. they both took it from this so yeah who, well, no, who, kane who took it, it from the undertaker kane took it from the undertaker he was a parody That's of a true. parody That's true. um <laughs> Well, Michael Myers, like, you know, I have to say, it's probably the original. Uh, it's good. I will say that, uh, <laughs> this is funny. Like, I, <laughs> It's not meant to be funny, but we talk about things, I laughed at some things I probably shouldn't have. 
John Carpenter's score at the oh. end, like the sit up happens, right? And then, yeah. like the next time, it next time he's just gone, right? Yeah. And w- when he's just gone, uh, the, the music that starts, like whatever, I I just burst out laughing. <laughs> That, well, the music from the the beginning. Oh, it's like the the, the yeah. Do, 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 yeah, because do, 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 I don't know. It's oh, just, it's, it's so good. It's just yeah. It just felt like I don't know why. I'm. I think I'm just ruined by the internet. It just felt like you know, like a TikTok or something. You know, <laughs> it almost certainly has. But let us know yeah. in the comments if the John if the John Carpenter Halloween theme is available on TikTok. I'm sure it is. Um, <laughs> Interestingly enough, actually, like so, John Carpenter tended to write a lot of the music for his his own movies. Mm. So he did it for this. He did it for Escape from New York. Pro- I think he did it for Assault on Precinct Thirteen as well. Um, and he was basically trying to capture um, the you know tubular bells from The Exorcist. Yes. yes. Right? So he's basically trying to capture that um, mm-hmm. in this. And I do agree. Like John Carpenter, his music has a charm to it. That I think you're either ride or die, like you're you're either ride or die, or you just hate with John Carpenter because it sound you can hear him hunched over a Casio keyboard in a spare bedroom, <laughs> just like I know exactly, and like Deborah Hill like shouting, I'm like dinner's ready, and he's like just give me a minute, and yeah, there's there's like no. There's no sort of grandiosity. Quo, quo, to, to rewind. Quo, quo. <laughs> <Yeah>. DJ. Um, <laughs> DJ. <laughs> that's. I feel like if mo- if modern students don't have those keyboards with the button that shouts DJ, what, what are they even teaching in schools? What are they? What are they learning? Exactly. Oh, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, that was that was what John Carpenter was making this music on, and I I love it. But I ab- and I think it's iconic. But at the same time, it is all it does conjure that image, and it's it's impossible to get away from that. I think I like I do like I I did like the score. Don't get me wrong, I like John Carpenter's music, but I think in that moment it was so loud as well. Like just like <laughs> yeah. the, the mix of it in the film, it was like and his and his body's gone, and then it goes back to Donald Pleasance, who's just like. And then he like, yeah, well, Laurie shows like, that was the boogeyman, and Donald Pleasant just, as a matter of fact, it was. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm just like, this is, oh, this. I, like I'm gonna say, be honest with you, I laughed actually out of like, like I was endeared by it. Like, yeah, I was endeared by it. I will say. I mean, at least you're finding it entertaining. Better that than boring, I guess. Um, so okay, we're we're gonna have to come down to it. I, I, I feared this moment. I've delayed for as long as I possibly can. I've, I've, I've put it off for as long as I can, but we're going to have to come down for a rating. How, what would you give... This isn't your first time watching this, but second time watching, what would you give Halloween? I didn't rate it, it last time. Be, it has to be honest. Don't don't just give it a rating for my benefit. You've got to stay consistent with this. No, no, I'll be, right. I'll be honest. Uh, I'm going to give it a three star. Okay. That's, I'll Better take that. you thought, probably, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. I, I mean, for me, this is this is a five star, absolute banger of a movie. I will watch this <laughs> any any day, any day of the week. I love it. Um, but we're, we're so. I mean, based on where you were with your first viewing, I think if we get you to watch this another ten times, by the tenth one, we might be up to a four star. <laughs> like, we'll see. We'll yeah, see no, no, no. Like, I'm sure. I'm sure at some point we will watch this in person together, and I will appreciate it a lot more. I'm sure. I'm sure that will happen. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, that's going to do it, I think, for our Halloween discussion uh, this this spooky season, which leads us, uh, as it always does, to answer one simple question, and that is, Anthony, what is your favourite movie this week? 
DJ. Now uh, it's got to be uh, <laughs> callback. Uh, it's it's got to be Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. I think Heather Graham. Is that the first the one or the second one? Second one. The first one, Austin Powers. It's just Austin Powers, right? In, no, yeah, International the, Man of Mystery. I International think. Man of Mystery. Yeah, that's the yeah. one with them. That's the one. All well, the, the second one is the one where his mojo is stolen. Yeah. But the first one, he does get frozen, and that's the one. Penis in larger pump. Yeah. You know, that's that's. One. That's the lemon sherbet one, which <laughs> yeah. is uh, Christian Slater's one of his greatest roles. Um, I'm going to say Halloween. I stand for Halloween. I like. I, I'm, I'm ride or die for John Carpenter. <laughs> but that's going to do it for us for this. Yeah, for this Halloween season, we've made it through. Anthony, you made it through. Um, no more spooky movies for a little while. I've had my fill. Um, yeah so you, you you can have a rest your heart can heart can relax and uh, just leaves me to say thank you to nancy wyatt and jared iscariot for the use of our theme song you can find links to their stuff down in the description below and thank you to you for listening we really do appreciate it uh it, please consider subscribing we're the best movie podcast ever on podcasting apps and we are the culture cave on youtube uh, and if you can get involved in the comments let us know what you've been watching give the show a like it really does help and we will see you same time same place next week and cut. <laughs> <laughs>